But no, he's a nice guy and was he, he likes to white? lose. I thought he was white. I don't know. Maybe he's, well, maybe he is. I thought he was a black guy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't see color. I think that's. To the the <laughs> there you go, Christ. David. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode, the podcast which drinks away its problems. I am your bartender this evening, Austin Gorton, and with me taking slugs from a pint of whiskey is... David Bitsenoffer. And fresh off buying beer from a possible wino is... <laughs> Carolyn Maine, feeling like a winner. This week, we are discussing Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 18. If you can't be with the one you love dot 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 in which Corey responds to his recent breakup with topanga by getting shwasted at a party and pressuring sean into joining him which promptly turns sean into an alcoholic <laughs> immediately like. immediately like overnight he's just like this screen. is great yeah <laughs> now i now i can't not drink all the time because that's how booze works Fun fact about this episode. The title has nothing to do with the actual. (laughs) (laughs) Two fun facts about this episode. It has a weird ass title. Two, it is one of three episodes of Boy Meets World that did not air on the Disney Channel as a result of its content. Presumably the drinking, I guess. I don't know. Or the abuse or. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real smorgasbord of very special topics here. (laughs) It goes from zero to 60 back to zero pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, the course of 21 minutes. It's like a Lamborghini going into a brick wall. <laughs> Possibly one driven by a drunk driver. R.I.P. Matthew Perry. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think we've all been on a Boy Meets World episode before. I think so. I think we all have the... watched it some yeah, the, the Sean joins a cult one. Sometimes I think Sean exists as a character just to get into very special situations. I mean, you sound like Corey's dad, Austin. We, well, I mean, we can look at this episode, and not that I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. This very easily could have been about Sean or about Corey, and then they just decide yeah. to make it about Sean, right? <laughs> yeah, they they there, there's a point in this episode where they very pointedly are like. Well, you're the main character, Corey, so <laughs> we're just going to slide you out of this narrative yeah, and bring exactly. your ne'er-do-well friend Sean into things. <laughs> uh, so has anyone's relationship with Boy Meets World changed appreciably since that cult episode? Uh, Anybody? I forgot what I said, so I can't really yeah. tell you. <laughs> eh, it doesn't matter. People could go back. Did anyone, guess, has anyone since yeah. binged this since then? I guess. <laughs> I no, but yeah. I do think I appreciate Ryder Strong's name more now. <laughs> Because of what I've been through, just because of what he is, you know, it's powerful stuff. I just it still think a, Corey's uh... the worst, but you know, <laughs> he's yeah. such a nerd. No, he's a dork. He's, he's just a—he's uh, insufferable. But that's like, <laughs> why would you? He has no redeeming qualities to hang around. He's just there, just to annoy you. Yeah, there's several points in this episode where I just wanted to like punch him in the throat. <laughs> Not when he was cool and drunk, though. No, that was the best part. Was it was like you should drink more often. I ah, will get there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I felt it was unrealistic because nobody thinks I'm cooler when I drink. I can tell you that. 
<laughs> there's a window, David, where <laughs> when you get drunk, you're cooler. Ooh, you didn't have to say you identified with Corey, David. You could have just let that be subtext. It's just that that window closes quickly, and then you become a surly drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm not like Sean Surly, though. No, God, no. You're not like pushing people around, Surly. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I guess I picked this episode uh, mostly to mock a dry January, I guess. <laughs> which which only prompted me to realize that I've inadvertently had a dry January. <laughs> Just by, by dint of a pandemic preventing you from doing anything yeah. that would require social drinking. Yeah, I'm a very social drinker and also trying to cut a little some of the LBs on me. So uh, I'm not like even having the casual beer at home or anything. So... And then I just realized, it's like, wait, since January, I haven't even really done anything. I guess I haven't drank. Right. I mean, the last time I saw you was New Year's Eve. Yeah. We haven't done a podcast since then, mm. so no excuse to drink there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the whole reason I, we do the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty drink. much. It's an excuse to drink. <laughs> I, I am having a glass of whiskey in honor of this episode. Excellent. Uh, but no, I also picked this one just because I know people like it when we do... 90s sitcoms yeah. so we'll, a lot of we'll people love the show we'll kick off the new year with a with a crowd pleaser i guess uh so we get our opening credits these are new opening credits right yeah, yeah they're these like, are the hip updated credits they're like kind of surf rock 90s alternate ish mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're all that jumbled together it's kind of cool it's like happy teens having antics. In, right. Such as yeah. sitting down and mm-hmm. opening magazines. I tried to freeze frame the they're reading a magazine portion of the opening credits to see if it was like magazines or comic books or what, what it was mm-hmm. that they were doing. I couldn't get a clear enough image of that to figure out what it was they were all looking at. I but. think they were looking at muscle hunks. Could very well have been a, an issue of muscle hunks. It was very... Saved by the Bell, the college years in terms of the, the I opening. I know at one point, Corey and Sean at least acknowledged that they read comic books, so it could have been a comic book. And yeah. That was yeah. during that was an episode where there was the knowledge bowl that was lagging in ratings, so they decided to make it about stuff kids cared about instead of <laughs> actual knowledge. And so then Sean and Corey became like the like MVPs of the Knowledge Bowl team because they knew stuff about X-Men. Very cool. <laughs> I have so many questions about this Knowledge Bowl <laughs> and how it exists and yeah. Yeah, maybe we do that episode. No, the only thing I the only reason I even really remember it is there's it's one of the questions is about the X-Men and they actually get it right. So then I was just like <laughs> like the writers actually Right. Someone on that staff is either a fan or did their research. Yeah. Um, I did just verify this episode takes place after the cult episode that we previously discussed. Okay. And yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about the opening credits is, I mean, they're still in high school and the parents are still around, but the Goonie, Corey's Goonie older brother and his little sister appear to have been thoroughly mm-hmm. cousin oliver or mm-hmm. reverse judy winslow no, that's what Corey's brother is around he just might not okay. have been in this episode but or maybe this is like a season he's lighter in but he's definitely around in later seasons and okay okay like he he 
a lot of people note that he just becomes a super doof. Kind of like the way Homer Simpson at one point just becomes like brain dead. That's what his brother basically right. becomes is like. Yeah. Or uh, what? what's his nuts from Step by Step? Corey. Is that also a Corey? Waldo. Cody. The Cody. Code Man. Oh, Step the by Step. Yeah. 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 Haven't we yeah. done one of those yet? Look at that. Remember? Oh, the TV's Patrick Duffy and his horny wife. Oh. Um, maybe <laughs> Dead, or or else I don't remember. You might have to do a step by step episode. You there may have go. missed out on those. There we go. And then I know the anyway. s- the sister went away, but then she came back, and then there's just a casual joke about how long her grounding was. <laughs> but then I don't know if that's pre or post this and did she go away again? I guess I don't know. Right, right. But yeah, very clearly, I mean the, the adults are still around, they're still in the cast, yeah. but there's no sign of them in the opening credits they're mm-hmm. totally leading yeah, into yeah. this the... is all about how cool te- how cool of teens they are right right they're so cool first scene is uh cory and sean coming out of uh, mr feeney's classroom because he of course pulls the belding and moves with the kids through the various stages <laughs> of their lives mm-hmm. um and Corey is not dealing with uh, his his new breakup with Topanga very well. Yeah. Uh, he is more or less crying every three seconds and using a handkerchief, which Sean finds problematic for some reason. So do you know the story behind the breakup? Uh, no, not really. So <laughs> Once upon a time, everything. I knew it, but I don't remember. No, Corey I goes forget. on like, I think it's a ski trip or something. Mm-hmm. And then gets injured like right away or something, like twists his ankle. And so he mm-hmm. just has to hang out in the ski lodge while everyone else goes out. Skiing, but then there's right. somebody, I think she works at the ski lodge or something. A- AKA my perfect scenario for skiing. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's all alone. But then, of course, there's an attractive lady that works at the ski lodge, I guess, I think. Or she's not going out either. And then they have like a connection. But then he doesn't do anything with her. But then he goes back. And then at some point he has this crisis of like, maybe I want to be with her instead of Topanga. And somehow he ends up telling Topanga this. This is what I forget. And then basically he's like, and she's like, well, you should go back and like find out if you like her or kiss her or something like that. So he does. And then he decides, oh, I don't like her. And then he goes back. But then Topanga's mad at him for even doubting their love to begin with and then he feels betrayed by this because she seemed to be okay with it but it was kind of like her own test but i don't know seemed like an obvious trap to me but he just fell right into it (laughs) where was admiral akbar to warn him about that one now uh this is not the episode that we're reviewing but i have thoughts on much of that (laughs) now my wife hates that whole thing because the other woman's name is lauren and so (laughs) Ooh, she's the bad girl now. I always love that Lauren hates things for the pettiest possible reasons. <laughs> like, I have problems with that storyline, but I don't think any of them have to do with the name of the character. David, you hate Corey, but you know more about Boy Meets World than anyone else that I think I could speak to. I watched a lot of Boy Meets notice. World. It was on, I mean, this is on syndication. Well, I'm trying to think because I know my sister loved it too and watched it a lot. And if something's on the TV, I'm going to be watching. It's not like I'm going to that's leave the room, you know? Like, that's just silly. Right. Right, right. But I'm not saying I didn't watch it on my own at some point either, so I don't know. And then you just end up picking up on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've said this before, but I I definitely watched this more in its early years than its later years. So a lot of the, 
the older teen stuff gets lost on me. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't I don't think I've ever seen an episode, like, after Corey and Topanga get married or anything like that. Yeah, that's so weird that they do that. I'm uncomfortable it it's, knowing it's that. It's weird, and then the storyline <laughs> makes it weirder because I don't right. know. Because they do it in college, and it kind of just fucks everything up, and it's, they make, like, a bigger deal out of marriage than it needs to be, but also it's like... You don't have to get married. You could just like be together through college and then get married afterwards. I don't know. Uh, it's it's like Zach and Kelly in yeah. college years where it's they just yeah. yeah. His dad it's makes so a big speech weird. how basically if they get married, they're on his own. He's not going to help him anymore. He can't live under the roof anymore. Whatever. I'm like that. I don't know. His dad's weird. We'll get into it. Yeah, I know. Um, well, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. I use handkerchiefs. I objected to Sean's <laughs> calling out of handkerchiefs. <laughs> Do you uh, use it yeah. to like blow your nose? Because God, gross no, that's enough. disgusting. Yeah, I use <laughs> tissues. Uh, no, I use yeah, I use t- to blow my nose. No, I carry one around because uh, um, I'm a fat guy who runs hot, so kind of oh. you know mop the, mop the brow or the little, back of the neck a little bit. Little dainty and it, mopping, okay. And then it helps when you have a baby because right. you know it spits up all the time, and you know we have burp cloths and things like that. But sometimes it's good to just have that that emergency bit of cloth in your back pocket that you can whip out at a moment's notice and grab that little spit up before it splatters somewhere. So Austin, first of all, cause they come out of Mr. Feeney's class. Uh-huh. Do you believe feudalism is boring? Not, I feel like of all the history topics, <laughs> feudalism is kind of interesting. Is feudalism the boring part of history or is it kind of interesting and strangely relevant, you know? Yes, all too relevant today, and it makes writers strong. Sean Hunter so mad that he just like shoves a different freshman against the locker. Yeah. Feudalism. Just, just for the knowledge, just knowing it exists pisses him off. I don't know. We're I mean, I, look, I'm a, I'm a history buff, so I have a hard time imagining any topic that is inherently boring. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not feudalism. Yeah. There's interesting stuff going on there. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's how uh, the economy makes me feel, like shoving a freshman against the locker whenever someone <laughs> explains something to me. And then I also should note, Corey's upset because Topanga doesn't seem to be suffering as much as he's suffering. True. And I don't know. Like I said, he's insufferable. Like, just not up, man. Just, just deal with it. He's a little bitch. Maybe she didn't love you. Get over it. Well, You're like- teen. <laughs> Being being reminded of the terms of their breakup, why would he expect her to be more broken so up than him when she was bitch. the one that was know. like, yeah, that was like, will you went ah, anyway? Uh, he's sad. He finds out he's not getting invited to parties because no one wants to be around him because he's so sad. Yeah, he's so mopey. I, I he's. I suspect that perhaps he's not getting to getting into, invited to parties for more than just the fact that he's mopey now. Like I, <laughs> that just makes a convenient uh, excuse. Yeah, at this exactly. Point I don't time. think anyone ever really wants him at a party, even. And then Corey says that he doesn't blame anyone for not wanting to be around him. He doesn't want to be around himself right now either. Yeah. And I thought for a moment, is this a suicide episode? <laughs> that would be great. I was kind of hoping, yeah. Uh, we should point out, A, they're sitting on the, quote, seniors only couch. I don't know okay. if you noted that. I mean, was it was I, like I did not, I, I noted they were sitting only. on a couch yeah. and questioned the utility of said couch in a high school hallway. Yeah. I did yeah. not a, realize it was a seniors only. plopped in the middle of a hallway, right? Like, like mm-hmm. this doesn't seem like the best placement for people who actually want to walk around somewhere and there's like a table in front of it too like that hallway is now just blocked off 
in, and in front of a trophy case that you can't see now. But secondly, mm-hmm. it also looked like there was a cigarette vending machine behind them. <laughs> Which you probably didn't catch, but I did, and it just didn't use me, whether or not it was. I'm sure it wasn't, but it could have been I in 1990-whatever, <laughs> early 90s. Yeah, it fits in just as much as a phone booth that we'll see mm-hmm. later. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So next scene is at Kimberly's party, and... Uh, Kimberly and Sean's current girlfriend, Angela, whose name I wrote to Angela, right? Yeah. Yeah. Angela. Uh, which was funny because I almost thought about doing a Who's the Boss episode this time. We sure ended up, We ended up with an Angela regardless. Machi Mona. Um, so they do this weird thing where Kimberly's like, can I hit on your boyfriend? And yeah. Angela's like, I guess, but he's going home with me at night. And, <laughs> and you're like, I was like, teens. okay, I don't think that that's really true in either case. That was, that was a scene. It's uh, weird. Everyone's <laughs> splitting up the boyfriends. And I guess we should say that Kimberly's having a party to celebrate her nose job. So yeah. they're like making yes. fun of shallow teens or I, just like, yes, but she doesn't really, it doesn't, it, I don't know what's going on. Well, okay. <laughs> She's celebrating the party while she still has the bandage on her nose, which seems like the wrong time to actually have the party, right? Don't you want to, like, It's a little bandage. It's not the whole shoehorn taped up there. It's, like, two band-aids. Yeah. But secondly, it starts to make me think that they, like, casted it and wrote this, and then she, like, broke her nose or something. So then they had to make up an excuse for why she had a bandage on her nose or something. Cause right. That's really right. play into much. It's not really a joke. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, so the, the, I guess the big, the only thing it really leads to is that Corey shows up crashing the party. Mm-hmm. And, cool he, Corey and he shows is like, that. yeah, he is like surprisingly chill and cool. And he like charms his way into the party well, by telling Kimberly about how she looks like Bridget Fonda. Now that she's gotten her nose job done. Would that work on you, Carolyn? Would you start becoming giggly? If someone was like, Hey, you look like Bridget Fonda. Hey, g- hey lady, you look like a famous celebrity. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say no, but if it was a cool Corey, he does have a little something extra going on. Cause <laughs> wait, wait, do, you're saying there was I, something extra with Corey that isn't, quote, extra? You're just saying? Right. For some reason, he is pulling off the hotness in a way that, well, it's no writer strong. His booze. Oh, the reason is booze. He's not even as hot as his older brother, but it's because they aren't on scene while they're talking to girls that Corey looks better. And he's been so sad that to see <laughs> And Chong was really mean to Corey about how sad he was. He's like, I'm about to stop hanging out with you too. So we've really seen him kick down and now he's popping right up and like, he's like owning that he's a mopey piece of shit, but now he's cool. So if that takes whiskey, he should drink a lot of whiskey until he Right? Graduates. I feel like this entire scene sends the wrong message. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, they never really, they just say, yeah, Corey drank some whiskey and everyone loved him. And trust me, that doesn't happen with me. Maybe he's special, but I drink whiskey and everyone gets tired of me pretty quickly. I don't know if, if it was supposed to be obvious or not from the get-go, but it was obvious to me knowing mm-hmm. the subject of the episode that he shows up at this party and that he's wasted and that's why he's like cool Corey and he's the life of the party. And the only person who really doesn't 
like it is Topanga when she shows up and is like, why are you being so weird? I'm getting out of here. To which to me was like, hey, I guess he won then because he was all pissed off about how cool she was about the breakup. And now she's the one that's weirded out. He's having fun at this party where he's flirting with girls and everyone loves him. And I'm like, his coolness is part of the drinking. He should drink more. What's the downside here? Mm. Whiskey wins again. Like, and if they did the thing, like there's the episode of the Simpsons when Homer and Marge host a party and then Homer gets drunk and we see him being a buffoon. And then Marge asks him if he remembers how he acted at the party. And in his memory, it's like a New Yorker cartoon. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking was happening. You know, if they did that to where, oh, then we see that this is all from Sean's perspective. And he was like slobbering and drunk and falling over people. Then I'd be like, oh, see, they're trying to say that. This is all upside here. Take a few slugs of whiskey before you go to the party. Cool your nerves. Mm. Everyone will love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I f- for a second, I'm like, wait, is he really pulling this off by just saying you look like Bridget Fonda and now getting women giggly? But then I was like, oh, this is going to be, yeah, like a unreliable narrator situation here. But no, eh, it was not. <laughs> nope. Totally reliable. Yeah, everyone thought uh, him just like dancing with his shoulders was pretty cool. And he was... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next scene is when Sean discovers that Corey has been drinking, uh, and then which is how he's been so cool. Because Corey's drinking in the coolest place possible by himself in the toilet, <laughs> looking in the mirror. He's like looking in the mirror, and, and he's like, "You're the coolest guy here." And then takes a slug of his whiskey and. <laughs> been there for an hour and a half he's like doing that instead of the party like i'm sure everyone's like pissing in the bushes outside like that's a maniac thing to do at a party wow and sean finds out he gets all outraged and he's like your drink you've you've had like a pint of whiskey he has a pint and he's taken like two swallows out of it (laughs) which is also weird that his dad a grown man would i don't know don't you just when you're a dad adult, you buy like a bigger thing of whiskey, and even if you're not going to drink it all very soon, you just sip off it. Correct. Uh, the only yeah, so this is this is like a he's basically drinking like a fifth of whiskey, and it definitely seems weird for his dad to have an unopened fifth of whiskey in the liquor cabinet. Uh, the only time that I really purchase those anymore as a dad is for like camping trips and stuff because it's smaller and takes up less space and whatnot. But uh, right, I mean, it, so I guess uh, like if I didn't finish that, I might bring the bottle home for a little bit, but it would be opened and drunk. Some of it wouldn't be like a full one just sitting in the liquor cabinet. Right. Yeah. That's not the kind of thing you stock your liver- liquor cabinet with, Quarry. This <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like for drunks and teens. That's basically right. why they make fifths. Right. Um, and the teens and for, and, got it. And for like when, you know, camping, tailgating, when you're an adult and you need to take some booze on the go and maybe slip it into a back pocket and surreptitiously bring it into a locale. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what a flask is for. Which... Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the lazy man's flask, basically. Um, I've got some fifths around here, like some smaller bottles. I, it depends but like on, leftovers of stuff, right? Well, yeah, but I buy them in those smaller bottles sometimes too, depending on where I want them. Cause you know, you got to have liquor all around the house and some spaces <laughs> can't accommodate the larger bottles. 
<laughs> I'm glad that David rejoined the conversation so that he could correct me with the the other reason for stocking fifths is uh, convenience around the house. That's true. About that. We were missing that. I was wondering because I just like to buy in bulk, honestly. Yeah, I know. Costco. David's like, uh, you, you can't fit a, a full liter of vodka in the toilet. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the water tank yeah, exactly. so you drop your fifth back there yeah, for when you yeah, need to pull makes sense um yeah but they're like downing an entire fifth of whiskey like that yes. that's a lot of booze for first timers right like yeah i mean so by the time so so Corey mildly peer pressures sean into taking mm-hmm. a few pulls um the and, and we get like this extended quote-unquote gag where they take it like a couple of pussies and make like over loud noises about yeah, yeah, how yeah. hard it's hitting them and stuff. It's but, basically the same yeah, noise but, I make when I drink whiskey, to be honest. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> by the time they're done, they've pretty much polished off this, this pint of whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, which leads us to the next scene in which Sean and Corey drunkenly stumble down the street talking about how they've peed on a cop car along Ooh, the way. Yeah. I mean, this is where, Okay. So I know, well, in my mind, I don't know all the details, but this show takes place in Philadelphia. Oh, does it? Like, that's their city, right? Yeah, yeah, like suburban Philadelphia. Yeah, but is it suburban or are they in Philadelphia? Because this looks like a corner Philadelphia liquor store, right? Yeah, how they're walking from, like, residential housing from residential housing. So I couldn't quite get, like, what they're place of residence looks like like are they in that's a good point philadelphia i, I mean and, and and their their wacky teen antics in the opening credits have a very like urban downtown vibe to them mm-hmm. like they're hanging out on on you know row house stoops and yeah fire escapes and things like that so there's definitely like more of an urban vibe than the mm-hmm. traditional suburban sitcom settings that are too but like but like Corey's parents house seems very sitcom like suburban yeah it's very and, single fam- it's a single family home now yeah and like with with feeny in the backyard or next door or whatever the hell it is yeah you know, i mean their their houses fence. are very close together which then suggests a more urban development yeah I that's i just can't get a sense of it that's all anyway the point is they're strolling down the street talking about how awesome booze is and they come across, they stop outside a liquor store and a guy comes out complaining about having not won anything on his scratchers. Yeah. Well, he's like scratching him as he's walking out. Right. And I, I think he's meant to just be a normal person, but yeah. I'm also not a hundred percent sure he isn't like a, like homeless wino. Yeah, the trench coat throws you off, right? Isn't that? Yes, the... it's the trench coat. He's he's fairly like well spoken and well put together and like clean, and he seems like he's got his act together. But then he's got this kind of like ratty trench coat on that mm-hmm. makes me think like, is he supposed to be a drunk? I don't know. Yeah. We definitely get the most gritty we get during this scene, and I was wondering. <laughs> I think Austin, if you're one. Because this guy isn't white and everybody else is white. I'm like, oh, no, are they going to have him mug the two teens? Because they're stumbling around really obviously drunk. But no, he's a nice guy and was he, he likes white? to lose. I thought he was white. I don't know. Maybe he's, well, maybe he is. I thought he was a black guy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't see color. I think that's. To the the <laughs> there you go, David. <laughs> so, then, so then he gets them to buy scratchers with their beer 
and they get beer <laughs> yeah, teens from the They're basically guy. like, he comes out and he's cursing, having lost at his scratchers. And so then, Corey, which frankly, this is a power move for a guy who's so drunk he peed on a cop car. <laughs> he like takes out a $10 well, bill. Well, peeing on a cop like, car is kind of a power move to begin with. Let's be honest. Yeah, also no, true. Corey's the coolest right now. What <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's only gotten cooler the drunker he gets. Mm-hmm. So he takes out a 10 spot. And he holds it up and he asks the guy if he'd like to go in and try to win the lottery five more times. And the guy's like, well, that's a 10, not a five. He says, that's because you're going to use the change to buy us beer. And then they do this whole exchange where he's like, I could get busted for selling, mm-hmm. you know, buying booze for minors. Are you guys cops? Do we look like cops? Are you a cop? Do I look like a cop? I don't know. I guess it was, it had the cadence of a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people then, were in good spirits. <laughs> While they're waiting, <laughs> Corey and Sean have a like, we'll always be best friends. Yeah, forever mm. moment. And Ryder Strong does a handstand for some reason <laughs> and like walks on his hands for a few seconds. And the audience like woos their nuts off because his shirt rolls down briefly and he's walking on his hands. I don't know. Happens to me a it lot. Was a, it was a weird moment. <laughs> Another weird thing I like about this scene, too, is they actually are on the street and there is a phone booth that's very 1993, which I appreciated. (laughs) And also there's a thrift store behind them and it's got like this moving puppet doll. If you watch it again... Look out yes, for that. I, I noticed the, the horrific <laughs> golem in the window of this yeah. thrift store they were standing in front of. It was quite distracting. I liked it. It's like back and forth, like, yeah, just making eyes. Real good. Uh-huh. Real good. It was good. It, it added some nice texture to the scene. It added some uh, foreboding, and I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. And and of course, they're they're like drunkenly embracing each other and talking about how much they love each other when the guy comes out with their beer. And so then we get a nice early nineties gay panic joke where, Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm cool. It's whatever, man. But I like Uh, what the guy says. He's like, I'm cool with alternative relationships. Yeah, it's true. The guy, he seems like a stand-up guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, we misjudged yeah. him. He was really cool. Um, also, I admire that he uh, that they were able to buy a six pack of beer for less than five dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh man. Uh, you know, you could ding him for that. Has to be some shitty beer, right? But I mean, they're teens mm-hmm. when they, you get shitty. Right? Beer they don't know the difference. That's, that's just the way life good is. Shitty beer. Yeah. Uh, so then, so they immediately start drinking their beers outside the liquor store yeah, yeah. on the street. Wow. Which uh, is probably the most rookie mistake. They, I mean, that's the clearest indication that they're inexperienced drunks, right there. Yeah, and if you're gonna pee in a cop car, you gotta walk a couple blocks. You know, you don't you don't go yeah. around yeah. Over and think you're safe. You know, <laughs> because lo and behold, the cop car they peed on shows up yeah. and catches them drinking publicly like morons. So. We then smash cut to later in the evening when Corey's dad is hauling him and Sean into the house, having uh, retrieved them from jail. (laughs) And his mom asks if they're going to be charged. And he says, no, the charges were dropped because they're juveniles and had no prior arrests. And white. <laughs> well, if they weren't white, they would have just been executed on the spot, David. Um, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. That beer bottle looks like a gun. Shoot him. Um, but I also questioned the like the legality of that. I'm like, I don't know if that's how this would happen yeah, I mean, either. Like, I feel part of like our system is people get to choose, pick and choose whether they want to prosecute or you know. 
I get. Mm. I feel like that decision would wouldn't have been made night of. I guess is the part yeah. I'm questioning. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's Class. what they say. I guess this is where I don't know. Where they're dropping the charges. Like who is pressing the charges? The city mm. is that the idea? And then like they're choosing not. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, who Class. presses charges for like public drunkenness or underage drinking? It's always the city. It's just. I guess. So it's not like necessarily the, charge. I, yeah, I guess it is charges. Like, maybe the city needs needs to be cooler. Is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. The city should uh, be more cool. And also, I'm not sure. I believe that Sean doesn't have priors. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a fair point too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be the one. bad boy, right? He's well, done that's the everything. whole point. Yeah, and that's the whole point of this scene. Then is that. Corey's dad just like completely lays into Sean about how this was all his doing and Mm -hmm. he's been a bad influence on his son for too long and he can't stands no more and Corey is trying to point out that like no he was the one that got drunk and Mm -hmm. pushed Sean into it and Sean insists on taking the blame so then Corey's mom hauls his dad into the other room because he's getting, I mean, he's getting heated about yeah, this. Yeah, he's, he's being, being really mean to the little yeah. poor hot kid. <laughs> and Sean says that since everyone expects him to be the screw up anyway, he may as well take the blame Sean so as to perpet- protect this. Corey's well, like yeah. image. Sean, I went, what I say? He's a martyr victim. He's always um, <laughs> a fucking martyr. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, masochist too. Yeah, he's a martyr victim masochist. Like he just wants the punishment. Well, woe is me. My life sucks. Everyone hates me. But this episode it just really goes on like tangents all over. Like you, you think you know where it's going, and then you go somewhere else, and then go somewhere else. Like first you think, oh, Corey's gonna get super depressed, but instead he gets drunk and becomes cool. But then Sean yep. starts <laughs> drinking, and you're like, That's oh, this man. is gonna be about them drinking and getting into trouble, which it kinda is. But then it's all about like. Oh, Sean is just getting the blame, even though he didn't really, he wasn't the instigator in this case, but he's just going to think, well, everyone thinks I'm the bad egg, so I'm just going to be the bad guy. But that's not even really what this episode's about, I guess, either. I don't <laughs> No, and, and this is the point not where the episode twist. pivots, yeah, and it becomes about, like, Sean and his yeah, yeah, status yeah. as the bad boy and, and all of that, and it stops being about Corey dealing with shit and like this episode uh, clearly could have been if it just wanted to pace and be a little i don't know more realistic of like Corey starting to drink to cope with his sadness throughout the right. episode right and then it'll peak with him i don't know peeing on the cop car getting caught his dad yelling at him and being like guess i better shape up and then you know no, it needs learn. to peak with a low point david <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could do a bit where like, he do- he goes to the party and everyone likes him, and so then he keeps doing it. Yeah. And then it transitions to that point where he becomes the sloppy, messy drunk mm-hmm. that no one likes, and so then they kick him out of another party later. Yeah, yeah. And there so then that's go. when he, like, stumbles out onto the street and pees on the cop car and gets arrested, and it's, you know... Yeah, he- it's all escalating. You don't right, have to necessarily right. say he's an alcoholic. He's just using alcohol badly here. But simply right, not that right. alcoholism isn't something to investigate or have stories about but 
Not in 22 minutes or whatever this is. I mean, in terms of a three-act structure, it seems pretty easy to break this, where you're like, <laughs> act one, yeah. Corey finds alcohol as a solution to his problem. Mm-hmm. Act two, he pushes it too far. Yeah. Act three, he learns his lesson. Yeah, like, exactly. This is not rocket science, people. <laughs> right. Um, it seems like they're a little too precious with Corey to actually impugn yeah. his character that much, but not so with Sean. Or they're just so obsessed with Sean good. always being the one who's in trouble and having the issues right. and being the... Right. You know, the Which is why man. his dad's, which is why Corey's dad is sick of Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, right. you bring nothing but up. drama, which I guess is kind of true. I don't know. That it's is very true. true. But then he's like, Corey's like, no, it's the thing is you didn't notice that I was sad. <laughs> yeah. So his parents notice. come back in yeah. and his dad lays into Sean some more, but Corey can't stands it anymore. So he tells his parent, he gives his parents this whole sh- impassioned declaration of his broken heart and how he was just <laughs> the, trying to the Corey to, melodrama to heal, Panga is just so eye roll heal his wounded episode. his wounded love with booze <laughs> and it wasn't Sean it was him he's like I just broke up with someone I spent my entire life with and I'm like a, you're 16. Yes. B, which is even if you had spent your entire life with her, that's still just 16 years. Uh, B, you have not spent your entire life with her because I don't think you had any time with her when you were eight. Right. And uh, well, they talk about how he had a crush on her in kindergarten. Now, this is also the same show where, at least in the first season, maybe the second, all he did was tease Tep- Tepenga was the weird girl, and she was just there as a joke for right, Corey right. to make fun of, and that's all he did. Yes. But and my now, now, he's, now that, she was suddenly the love of his life for the entire in, in the entirety, and his love is so grand it could never it pales into comparison against all other loves. And it's uh, and I want to be one hundred percent clear. Corey saying this mm-hmm. is completely on point for a dipshit teen. Yeah, I just Aww. want the record to show that he's a dipshit teen. <laughs> But, but the, the show, show doesn't frame them, frame those these correct. Words as That's the problem. It's not that like teens don't react this way mm-hmm. when they break up with someone. They absolutely do. The problem is that the show should be pointing out that they're ridiculous, mm-hmm. not acting like he's correct. He's that right. This he just lost brand. the only love of his life that he could ever. Right. Have. Right. Anyway. Uh, his dad apologizes to Sean, and the kids are like, "Well, I guess we're done drinking, huh?" <laughs> Which is a weird but thing to say. Forever. Like they drink one night, and then they're like, "I guess we better quit drinking." I'm like, "You never really like one night does isn't like you've started. You need to quit. It's just like I guess we're not doing. I don't know. It makes well, it sound like this has wait, been a pattern David. for them for a while, which it has not, right? <laughs> right. Or is it the start of a pattern? Well, I mean, because then we come back. And it's the next day, and Mr. Feeney makes his first appearance of the episode. And I don't know, Corey and Topanga do some bullshit. I don't fucking care. Yeah, Corey's being super weird, like super pushy and like just not giving Topanga space, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Feeney's like, all right, let's talk about feudalism. Disney World, so you know. (laughs) Of course, because he took one of the. ABC go to Disney World episodes. Yeah. And, okay. Used it for stalking. There's yeah, a she went on a field trip, together. and then this might have been a different time, but he ends up like going there as well, and then like crashing it and trying to profess his love for her once more. And I'm like, you are a suffocating little bitch, but whatever. 
there's a there's a potential summer theme for us. <laughs> the uh, sitcoms go to Disney World. Oh, yeah, we so have good. to, and we have to go to Disney World to record. That'll work. There you go. Let's call up Disney and see if they'll yeah, fucking yeah, go yeah. for that. They would love to. <laughs> no, no press is bad press, right? <laughs> I'll just record after I drink around Epcot, the world. Drink the, <laughs> drink, drink the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sophie tries to talk about feudalism, but Sean basically drunkenly heckles him from yeah. the back row. The feudalism uh, sucks. <laughs> like, he is learning. I don't remember our class ever having any extended period on like feudalism, any history class I took in. No, no, I, yeah, TV doesn't really understand how school actually works. So that, like, feudalism is way too, like, micro level for any, like, high school history class. Like, it gets mentioned briefly in some sort of survey class, and that's (laughs) about it. Anyway, uh, Feeney kicks him out because he's, um, being a disruptive being drunk. Ass, yeah. He's being disruptive, whatever. Um, he's very clearly drunk. Yeah, he just says, and then, get out of my class. I'm like, I don't think you can do that as a teacher. Don't you have to tell him where to go, at least? Or... Right, like, he's supposed to, like, roam the hallways? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, go to the principal's office or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, I love that, so he kicks Sean out, and then Corey's like, uh, Mr. Feeney, can I just go? He's like, yeah, yeah, go. And, <laughs> and not in, like, an angry way, yeah. but in a... Like, you're the star of this show. <laughs> Go do what you are going to do because I understand you're going to follow up and see what's going on with your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though most teachers would be like, no, you can't go. You got to stay here and learn. Like, like oh, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is the point when I found myself noticing that I don't think any of them are very convincing drunk actors. <laughs> they're doing drunk stuff, but they're not like slurring. Yeah. You know? They're, they're just kind of like giggling a little and being very like loose. Right. Like they just have lost their filter basically yeah. is like what they're just cool. Yeah. Right. Well, and part of that's, that's part of the problem with its presentation is because you don't see the downside to them being drunk. Like mm-hmm. Corey is cool and Sean is still kind of erudite and speaking his mind. And yeah, he's being a disruptive influence, but he's not like he's sloppy or yeah anything yet we'll get to I that know. but uh, yeah he needs one more beer on the day and then then it'll end <laughs> so we follow sean back to his house uh yeah th- so this is like the apartment of his long lost half brother i believe right who who quickly enters the scene it's one of the lawrences yeah oh um, that's who i didn't know okay not not Joey. Not Woey. Yeah. M- Matt, maybe Matt Lawrence. I mean, doesn't I can... matter. It doesn't it's matter. Not it's not as hot Lawrence. as Joey mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yeah, it's it's one of the Lawrence brothers that's not Joey. Mm-hmm. Boo. So we follow him back to his apartment, and it turns out that those six chugs of whiskey have turned Sean into an alcoholic. Yeah, now he can't get enough. He just has to drink every day. Apparently, yes. He's drinking uh, full even time. Even though he no, is he drinking because he's sad because he got yelled at by Corey's dad, or like like he wants to be yelled at more by Corey's dad? He has this whole <laughs> thing where he loves to be yelled at by dads. They do not make it clear why he is continuing to drink, which is one of the problems. Here. Yeah, they make it act like you know alcoholism, and I'm no expert on it, so I don't know. It was just like he drank, and then he's like, I just have to do like he almost like a physical addiction rather than like the mental like I I just need it because I right. need to cope with. And this. he 
And he tells Corey that he's doing it to make Corey feel better so that he can worry about him instead of Topanga, which is, I don't know, some kind of codependent. Yeah, thing. I mean, but that seems like him just trying to create an excuse for himself to drink, but uh, right. right, or just make Corey feel bad about himself, which I'm on board with, but you know, he should, <laughs> right? So the the Lawrence brother comes in and tells Sean about how their dad was a drunk who abused the Lawrence brothers' mom, and mm-hmm. Sean gets mad about this. He's like, yeah. "Don't you say anything about my dad?" Basically, alcoholism um, runs in the family, right? That's the idea, right? And so that's where it seems like they're trying to say that just the act of getting booze in his system has created <laughs> this like chemical dependency, like triggered the the genes in his body to <laughs> yeah, that make him an alcoholic. And it's enough. like I just don't think it works that way. Like I understand <laughs> I that. I understand alcoholism is hereditary, but it's also behavioral. And so it's more about the behavior can trigger the hereditary aspect of yeah, it. And it's, like, just, it's not clear. It, Sean has not developed a physical need for alcohol in this short period of a time. Mm-hmm. So there's something else that is prompting him to drink that then theoretically that genetic dis- predisposition towards alcoholism could make it harder for him to stop but it's not clear why he's yeah i mean this just going like we like i said earlier going from zero to 60 like this just doesn't feel true right like it'd be like a slow right. build-up of him like yeah i kind of liked it and then drinking again and then drinking you know finding more and more reasons to drink and then eventually he realizes the only thing he like is living for is to have another it was for the buzz of when he's drinking and then he realized he's losing his relationships because all he cares about is drinking, and then he acts like an ass when he is drinking. And, you know, at first people kind of just let it go, but then eventually they don't let it go because it's just all the time. And then then he hits rock bottom, and then you have to learn to cope with the drinking. Instead, it was just like one sip. He had one night of binging, and now it's all he does all the time, and he's about to, like, abuse people. <laughs> and you're like... Right. And, it, and it's... Once again, I get that it's a sitcom, and they have, like, limited space to play in but this whole arc plots itself into a three-act structure again so easily that it's like you have to work hard not you have to work hard to screw this up on a like very basic level they just try to take it to a different level that they didn't have the time to nuance to do like if you want to do this this has to be almost be like a season-long arc or you know at least Mm -hmm, multiple episodes mm -hmm. and secondly the timeline of the show can't just be like a week or whatever it was for him to go mm-hmm. from never having a drink to being an alcoholic, right? Yeah. So they pretty much do it all off camera and then do it all on camera in one <laughs> meltdown scene right yeah. here. And right. in a condensed timeline for the show, too. Like, if I guess if they put right. up a graphic six months later, I'm not saying uh-huh. that's great writing, cool. but at least you can buy into it a little more, right? Yeah. So Sean is fighting with his half-brother, and then yeah, well, he gets mad that he says his father was a drunk, and that pisses Sean yeah. off. So he starts like punching him, right? <laughs> right, right. It escalates quickly. Yeah. Um, and then because they don't have Topanga, a lot of time, they just have to show that he's immune abusive drunk now, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, he had he had two sips of whiskey, and now he's just like his dad. Well, mm-hmm. he already did shove people around just about feudalism. So <laughs> it's true. Violent, <laughs> in general, he already showed a violent streak. Like sober he's so. he's goddamn lucky his half brother didn't mention the serfs <laughs> <laughs> wait he's learning feudalism do you know what happened to our dad when he learned feudalism 
he'd get out of jail for three, five years. Uh, and then for some reason, Topanga and Angela come in. Yeah, Angela. And, and I, I just because they need to be in this scene, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess Angela is. Is his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Oh. So, she so she's yeah. presumably like checking on him, I guess. Yeah. And then she brought Topanga along. Um, Topanga, Topanga needs to be there. And then Corey, because he's a fucking douche nozzle, is immediately just like, hey, Topanga, I'm a sad boy. And she rightly points out that this really isn't about the two of them right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Was this before? Like, I think there was an earlier scene. Like, one of the first things he says to her is, I got to tell you why I was acting weird the other night. And I'm like, yeah, that's the classroom She doesn't care. Like, what, what are you doing yeah. here? And, yeah. Everyone loved how you were acting. So why do you need to be like, oh, I got to apologize for being buzzed and having everyone think I'm cool for a night? Uh, so Angela is telling Sean, you know, whatever your problems, we can talk about it. Why don't we step out in the hall and talk about this? Not in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And she like takes his hand and tries to lead him out into the hallway. And then he gets mad and like slaps her hand away and then like shoves her up against the door. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh, he's an abusive drunk, just like his dad. Ooh. And I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it this is real this happens it's not great but yeah. it's just so ham-fisted and yeah. fast and, yeah exactly yeah and so then she basically says uh yeah, what was you. her i don't oh, yeah. like who you are when you drink <laughs> i like who you are but i, I like don't who like... Corey is when he drinks i don't like who you are when you drink. <laughs> let Corey do all the drinking <laughs> Like Corey, for the sake of our relationship, let Corey do all the drinking. <laughs> uh, she has some catchy like duology where she's like, yeah. "I like who you are, but I don't like who you are when you drink." Or yeah. something. Like that. I'm sure some writer patted himself on the back mm-hmm. when he came up with it. Uh, and this is enough to apparently like pierce yeah. Sean's drunken revelry. Uh, so then he shows up at Corey's house. <laughs> And basically, like, prostates himself before Corey's dad in a... It's a further... It's a further illustration of his, like, intense martyr complex. Oh, yeah, the intense martyr. But he goes there, and then he says, just so you know, you don't have to worry about me drinking anymore. And if I was Corey's dad, I was like, I didn't know I had to worry about that again. (laughs) Like, I thought that was settled a week ago. Why are you coming to me suddenly saying you... (laughs) The last I heard on this topic was you both agreed to never drink again. What's this new information you're sharing with me now? You abruptly quit forever. Plus, he's extra disheveled, so it's like, ooh, he's been. I'm not not watching these scenes that I'm not in. What's going on? It'd be like if I cheated on a test at school and got caught, and then like got punished or whatever, and then two months Mm -hmm. later I go to the teacher and be like, just so you know, you don't have to worry about me cheating anymore. Be like, what do you mean? Were were you cheating those past two months? I didn't. Um, but he's basically just like you know I just stopped by to tell you that you'll never have to see me again (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the total you know yeah unless you want to tell me I'm a good boy Um, right it's just so transparent I mean again it's consistent to both dipshit teens and Sean's character but it's also somewhat aggravating so his dad's and Corey's dad's basically like it's okay Sean when I was yelling at you, I was under the influence. Yeah, I was really hoping what? he ended up being like rip roaring drunk then. <laughs> I 
I know, right? He's like, this I could hide it pretty like, well, but I, yeah. I, for a brief I, moment, I, I had a flare of hope that this was, was going to go somewhere interesting. <laughs> it was a great twist because he did seem drunk. If you look yeah. back, right. just like, if you go back oh, and watch it, this. you're like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I barely kid. remember that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, have a lot of resentment for you because you ate my last chips. And yeah. <laughs> I was punch you. Because <laughs> um, I was so like, I was I was under the influence. <laughs> he's like, Sean's like, what? You were drunk? He's like, I was under the influence of seeing my kid drunk. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wah, wah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's um, not a thing. That's exactly. <laughs> but he's like, I don't. You don't get busted for driving your car when your kid's drunk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, but he doesn't want to split up Sean and Corey because they're best friends mm. and blah 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 blah. Uh, but Corey is still grounded and whatever. Yeah, I mean, they I have to that's... wait the months to see each other. Mm. It's like a yeah. severe punishment. Except like all the time they see each other at school. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you can't stop your kids from hanging out with their friends when they're at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we cut to. Sean giving Mr. Feeney an apple by way of apologizing. Uh, I mean, I feel like he outburst. disrupts the class like every other week. I don't know why this is any bigger. Like, he's like, seems to be going on an apology tour for being too drunk when I think the vast majority of people didn't even know he was drunk, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. If anything, he was like, I don't know, a little funnier than usual. Yeah, like, like yeah. a little smoother in his disruptions, but yeah. And, and to his credit, Feeney's just like, whatever. I'm used to this bullshit. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? I don't get paid enough to really care about this. <laughs> and then he offers him $12 because he doesn't want the apple. It's like, yeah, Sean is so addicted to having people feel sorry for him that mm-hmm. he's telling everyone, like, I had a drinking problem. Here's an apple. And Feeney's yeah. just like, I want to teach you about feudalism because it's more relevant today than ever. <laughs> and it, uh, we find out that that Sean and his Joe, his his Lawrence brother, are uh, seeing so like a so someone, a, a therapist, or whatever. Yeah, he just kind um, of volunteers that information. Like. He says that they're talking to a guy who knows something, so maybe <laughs> it's the guy who sold them scratchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Feeney, you knew something about drinking and you're like, oh yeah. Uh Feeney seems placated by this and he's like, oh he very solemnly says, you know, oh that was that's the right thing to do, Sean. I mean it's very clearly supposed to be the like, hey kids, if you're watching at home, this is what you should do to get help yeah, moment yeah. of the episode, which is what it is. Uh and so then he makes amends with Topanga and Angela, and this is where he mentions that like Oh, I, I felt terrible since yesterday. And you're like, wait, yesterday? <laughs> this is this is 24 hours later. He's gone from stumbling drunk, has to drink every day, to making amends in, in a day. Yep, apologizing. They already do? found a therapist that uh, will take them and talk to them. Twelve Hi. steps, more like twelve minutes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Where do you get a fruit basket overnight? I don't know. Yeah, forget finding a like alcohol therapist. Yeah. Where did you get that fruit did basket? Did you say he <laughs> sent a fruit basket too? <laughs> yes, and this is a 19, this is pre Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, he sent Topanga fruit basket. That's where he took the apple for uh, mm-hmm. for Feeny. I guess that was supposed to be funny. Um, yeah. 
Cory and Topanga do their thing, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And the end. He just like says like I still love you. Yeah, he's like good morning, Topanga. I still love you, and it just makes your skin crawl. And then it's like like, we're so free and codependent yet. It's like the fugitive. She just says, "I don't care." (laughs) Topanga, I still love you. (laughs) I don't care. That's it. That's it. Like, like just watching these interactions just makes you even angrier that they get back together anyways. Cause, yeah. They get it's, married, which yeah, is creepy. Only creeps get married in college. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely has some, like, Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski vibes going on. Yeah. Total creeps. Yeah. yeah. But even when Zach broke up with Kelly, like, they had that one episode where he was, like, kind of a dick about it to her. But overall, he yeah, moved like, on from uh, her, at least. He wasn't, right. like, just... Right, puppy dog eyeing around yeah. he, after the whole Trying time. Trying to lay a guilt yeah. trip on her for wanting something better. I feel like I would like this series more if Corey was played by Grumpy Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what series wouldn't that? you like if the main character was like... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's more. a good point. He really does brighten everything he touches. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was alcoholism in a... Slick 21 minutes, everyone. So, so let's Real play a little game six. here. Okay. Okay. Is it I want us to rank game? the characters in this episode by likability. Oh. Okay. 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 Who is the least likable person in this episode? Do Corey. we count drunk Corey and well, Corey? Well, we could count our separate characters. Do you want? So sober Corey okay. is the... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sober Corey is the Zero. least likable. Least likable. Yep. All right. Uh-huh. And then who's the second? I guess probably well, John. Yeah, John or the dad, right? Those are the two. right, right. Or the maybe dad that, I'm gonna the put who hosted the more... party and like just wanted to hit on everyone else's like. Wife. Yeah, so so Corey, then Sean, just because there's more Sean than there is of the dad. So yep, Sean, yeah, Sean, then the dad, then, then Kimberly. The dad. <laughs> Then Topanga, then, then Topanga. the Scratchits guy, number one. No, he's way, yeah, no, he's no, like right up top. Scratchers is number one. He's the most likable guy. Number one. Guy in this. <laughs> most likable so, guy. Followed by I Drunk Corey. Corey drunk yep. Corey. Oh, yes. Drunk Corey's great. And then it's probably like just by default, like there's Mr. Feeny. He's yeah, fine. and Angela. Angela. Angela is. Topanga. I mean, well, Angela's a little farther down just because she forgives Sean way too quickly for like. And it's just kind of weird throughout. Like, there's a weird. They're together, but she's not real. It's a. They have a weird thing. So yeah. I, I put her. So, so then, lotto tickets guy. Yeah. Drunk one. Corey. Feeny. Feeny yeah. the mom maybe. She's just barely. She in doesn't it. Mean, so is Feeny. She goes She's in a the little middle. Bit more. Yeah, I mean, we'll put the mom in there. She yeah. at least calls off the drunken dad. Yeah. <laughs> Takes him to the other room. Yeah. And if she's dressed in a bathrobe and like a hairnet, and I should state now that their kitchen was aggressively floral. Yes. So basically, she looks like the kitchen. Is the only people who are actually likable are the Scratchers guy. (laughs) Scratchers guy. Who are not supposed to really think is likable. Correct. They're the likable ones. And then there's the tier of like neutral. Feeny, Angela, the mom, Topanga. Well, those three are neutral. Yeah. And then I would say Topanga is the best of the worst. Yeah. And then it goes down from there. Um, Can I throw in the puppet in the background? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So three likables. (laughs) Yeah. 
And Corey's brother, because he wasn't on there, so he. he and Corey's I guess there's uh, Sean's hot, brother too. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sean's brother's fine. not hot, so I just don't. <laughs> but he's like not Jory Lawrence, so that instantly makes him a little less likable, right? <laughs> and, he has, and he has the aggressive Lawrence eyebrows, yeah. which are always very off-putting. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Yeah, just knowing that he's not Joey, it really hurts him. I don't. Right, he's. I mean, he's in that middle tier. Yeah, lower though. Yeah, yeah. Although there was a question of like, Sean's been drinking all week. He come. The brother comes in and is like, "Are you drinking beer? We can't be drinking beer." I'm like, "Where have you been all week? Like, (laughs) you just keep beer in the fridge, but you don't think Sean's gonna drink it? Like, I don't." You can Where have you been all or... week while your underage brother has apparently been living and drinking alone? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Sean's saying. He's like, why isn't anyone sad for me? Why can't they tell I'm drunk? And I'm mm. like, well, it's because you're not a very good drunk actor. <laughs> <laughs> why is it other Because you were already cool, you? Sean. So then <laughs> you can't become more cool if you're already cool. Like, Corey needs it to become cool. But if you're already cool, what, what do you expect to happen when you get drunk? Give it to right? Corey. Like me, I, I'm the cool, suave ladies, man. That's why I can't drink. That's why when I drink, I strike out all the time, you know? Levels out. Um, I guess this was a very special episode about hating your son's poor friend and <laughs> being a sad sack that no one likes after a breakup. That is relatable, but I, too, hate Corey for these reasons. Um. I, I really wish the moral of the episode was like, don't be a whiny bitch when you break up. <laughs> yeah. If we could have come around back to that, it would have been a perfect bookend. Or, or the moral was like, you should drink to be cooler. Just don't overdo it, right? Like you gotta. Yes. Right. <laughs> All yeah. things in moderation, including ground. moderation. A little, like, a little, sni- a little snifter to take the edge off can yeah. do wonders. Just don't go nuts. Mm. A little dude will do you. Yeah. Have some wine. Yeah. Have some spaghetti. That's it. <laughs> it's your night. Or just have spaghetti. Spaghetti's delicious. It's very delicious. Now, uh, David, we'll start with you. David, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter. Well, drunk tweeting sometimes, you know, uh, at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, and at TheRealGentlemanOfLeisure.com. And Carolyn, where can we find you online? You can find me hanging out in 90s payphones at Twitter.com, <laughs> C-R-O-L-I-N-M-A-I-N, like the street Carolyn Maine at Twitter. You can also check out my Patreon at Carolyn Maine, and I'm on Facebook. And you can listen to Pitch Please, the podcast where we pitch movies at pitchplease.fun and buy a deck of cards there. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Gorton. You can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com, uh, ComicsXF, Comic Book Herald. Um, follow me on Twitter and I'll link you to all of the all of the relevant stuff. Uh, as for the show, we are a very special episode. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at AVSEpod. Uh, check out our Facebook page. You can email us at AVSEpodcast at gmail.com. Should dip into that mailbag here again soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we are available to listen uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, as well as on our website, a very special episode podcast.com. 
So for a very special episode, this is Austin Gorton saying, I do like you when you're drunk. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're going 